What is up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the kingdom. Been a couple of weeks again. A little bit of life got in the way here, but uh, we're back for another episode. As always, my name is Drums, and I am joined by the brothers behind King Golf, teeing it up from way up north. Reg, what's going on? How's the weather up there, guy? Big Pappy Drums. Congrats, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we've had a couple weeks off. Uh, Wednesday, January 20th, Luca Jeffrey Drummond joined the world. And no. uh, eh, Tuesday. Oh, well, we didn't find out till Wednesday. So Yeah, true. True enough. Wednesday at 12 p.m. So anyways, yeah, that's huge news. Uh, we couldn't be any happier for you. We were Thank just you. discussing that uh, we thought we might have to do our own podcast last week, but it, <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. So yeah, congrats, man. That's Thanks, unbelievable. Man. It's been crazy. It's two weeks already. That's unreal. I think he starts driving next week, so uh, we're <laughs> off to a good start. <laughs> Can pull beer for him uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, exactly. Jor, what's going on, man? Speaking of that, need a beer here. Well, drums, I want to say congrats. I remember the night that I found out that you were expecting a child. <laughs> and uh, it was about four in the morning or something like that. And uh, we were both a little bit scared, you a little bit more than me, but uh, I can tell in your I can tell in your voice already that it's uh, a really good thing. You're you sound a lot clearer. Is that, is that how it feels, or are you just lacking sleep right now? Uh, a bit of both, I think. Uh, definitely lacking sleep. Actually, I I shouldn't even complain because it hasn't. I haven't had it that bad. Yeah. I still get like I only ever got like six hours max. They're well, just kind what, of broken uh, up into sections now. As a as a parent now, do you have any parenting advice you can give? Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> it'll get better um don't listen to anybody like everybody's going to give you advice on everything and nothing's going to work so just figure out whatever works for you and it's going to or whatever works for the kid really like there's everybody's got techniques that you're supposed to try and nothing works until you figure out whatever works for you yeah you'll drive yourself absolutely nuts so you had uh I don't know how per, we won't get too personal on here, but you had, uh, you mentioned before on the podcast that you were going to be doing, uh, this, the soothe calming voice for Alyssa. Uh, maybe just give us a quick update on how that went. <laughs> so, so everything that we planned out for the birth plan went absolutely sideways. Uh, we were supposed to have the natural birth at home, uh, water birth in a tub, and at our 55 of labor at home, uh, we pulled the plug just because nothing was progressing. Uh, so she was in so much pain that we, we did have to go to the hospital and then ended up having to do the emergency C-section. So that was, I think I did 33 hours zero sleep during that. Mm. So like after he was born and then we got upstairs, like within 20 minutes, I absolutely crashed. And then yeah. I got in, I got in shit from all the nurses because I like I grabbed the open bed that was in the room, and just <laughs> passed out on there. And they're like, "You can't be in there." And I was like, "Try moving." There's it. an open bed. I thought we we're in a pandemic here. What the hell's going on? It's exactly what I said to them. So <laughs> that's that's a completely different story that I won't get into. Yeah, <laughs> Rigo won't let us. <laughs> no, not tonight, boys. Save it for after. But no, everything's so been. Luke, uh, everything's Luca been... Jeffrey Drummond. <laughs> Luca is in uh, L-U-C-A. Yes, sir. Jeffrey G-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Yes, sir. It's a, that's a pretty damn good name, Drums. I was jealous of that one. It's a, 
I like it. Yeah. How's he doing? Really good. Uh, he's way like he's almost a pound up from his birth weight, which is pretty good at this time. Apparently, I'm just learning everything as I go. Right. Couple couple tough nights on uh, on lists where he's not eating and then fussing and not sleeping and then eating too much and she can't get any sleep. So I I don't know how women do it. I've discovered that guys are absolutely useless. Yep. In this process, like like especially in the hospital, like I couldn't wait to get out of the hospital because I was like I, I'm going nuts here. I'm just sitting in a corner doing absolutely nothing. Just waiting at home. Yeah, like at least at home I can around and do laundry or whatever get her comfortable and stuff like that but we are completely useless so i'm looking forward to when uh he's he's still on uh, he's still on the tits right now so when he gets the bottle hopefully i can get a bit more time with him well that's good man that's that's awesome so uh, tonight i guess we won't spend a whole lot of episode talking about drums's uh parenting advice here um, tonight we got a bit of a different episode. I would say I don't think we've ever done anything like this before. Uh, we've tried as much as we can to kind of uh, structure it and have things planned out in advance. Um, but tonight we're just kind of call it a random show. I think so. It might be a little bit of golf. I think Rigo probably has. Uh, he's kind of a one-track mind, so I think he'll probably have some golf questions in there. Um, and we're just gonna kind of see where it leads. It'll be very casual and if you're not into that kind of thing then maybe just stop listening now but there will be a few uh areas of discussion without any sort of route or map uh to getting there and we'll see how she goes so i guess i think i think most of it's just to get i mean we've taken we've only had about one or two episodes in the last six or seven weeks so i think this will just kind of get us back into the into the groove here and get some hopefully interesting information out there to you guys and basically just get back on track. So we have, uh, we have a little bit of a schedule here going forward. Now the drums is, uh, getting some more sleep than he's been getting. Um, so we're going to start doing something. We mentioned it on Instagram last week, we're going to start doing some course, uh, spotlights. Uh, we had a few people ask if it was just going to be in Manitoba. And I think that's where we're going to start probably with, uh, I got about eight, eight courses that we came up with that we're going to start with that we're really familiar with. Um, and the point of that, will just to kind of, I guess, support obviously the local courses in the area, um, and get kind of us thinking about golf and the people who listen to the podcast, thinking about golf kind of visually and, uh, and hopefully for maybe somebody who hasn't visited the courses yet, it can kind of be, uh, something that they can go back and listen to maybe before they go to the course, just for, um, some, tips or local knowledge or things that you need to watch out for at the courses. So look forward to that. we got a new, uh, another new segment out coming out a uh, different kind of interview format or portion that we're going to work in called 21 questions. Um, but for tonight, we'll uh, see where she leads. Yeah. 21 questions, obviously due to the year 2021. Uh, we had the contest uh, 20 and 20, in the year 2020, where if uh, if one of our followers on Instagram played 20 different courses and tagged us in a photo of them playing that course that day, they got entered into a draw for a custom head cover. Uh, we had seven people who actually uh, completed the 20 and 20. I got a list of them here. Uh, Brett Willows, uh, Ty from Threes and Tees, 
Trevor Dickey, Fluffy, Fluffy Golf, Unreal Follow on uh, Instagram. Tyler Baker, Fluffy. Tyler Baker, Fluffy. Kyle Campbell from uh, A Plus Golf. Thomas Friesen, our favorite Brandon Sun reporter. And uh, my childhood buddy, Evan Marsh. So I'm going to uh, put him into my hat here and draw for the uh, custom head cover here. We used to play Pokemon with uh, Evan Marsh back <laughs> in the day. Throughout the throughout the summer, we had a little tracker here on a spreadsheet. So there was um, 39 people that that uh, posted throughout the summer. I think a few of them only got uh, one or two courses in, but we Trevor Dickey is the winner of a, a custom head cover. So uh, we'll reach out to Trevor. I think he is a listener of the podcast, which is pretty cool actually. So hopefully uh, maybe you'll hear this before we reach out to him. We'll give him a couple of days to hear it. Yeah. We'll give him so, a couple of days. See if he listens. Congrats, Trevor. I think last year at this time, probably we saw him out at, uh, at Shiloh there, virtual golfing. Um, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about. I guess maybe just to wrap this 2020 up and we'll get into that. But so we had 39 people uh, enter. So we just wanted to say thank you to everybody who did enter. And it was a, is a different kind of contest. It was pretty impressive. The people who were able to get to 20 uh, Rigo mentioned that he didn't, I think I had about 18. I was trying to close out at the end of the year with deer Ridge. We got in there, but um, it's pretty impressive. It's a lot of golf, a lot of different courses and, it turned out to be a little bit more than we expected. So thanks everybody to who participated, but I was just thinking about yeah. it the other day. Um, this is probably the longest I've gone in a, in a long time without swinging a golf club because uh, probably the last three or four winters we've gone to maybe Arizona or somewhere and at least put, got a couple rounds in about this time. And last year, uh, went to Ireland in October, but even then we were golfing in December, January and February out at Shiloh in the virtual golf. So yeah, it's been a while, man. Well, I guess it's been a very I, long time. Yeah. I definitely uh, missed that this year. Yeah. I could say well, it. it was, it was legal when I went, I went to Moose Jaw about a month ago. I didn't know oh, yeah, right. for sure if it was legal or not. It Does was that so mean, good. are you breaking rules, Reg? No, I wasn't actually. It was oh. legit. I had to wear, although I did break a few rules when I was there because the rule was there if you sat at the table while you're waiting to shoot, uh, you didn't have to wear your mask. But as soon as you uh, went up to hit, you had to put your mask back on. And like six pitchers of beer in, I mean, the mask wasn't really going up all that much when I was going to hit. But Well, because the virus can't go down below a certain level, right? That's why. That's right. Yeah, that's. I think that is why. And how many masks did you have on? One or two? Uh, four. <laughs> Jesus four. Christ. <laughs> I remember last summer at the range, there was a guy hitting at, at the time. I thought it was just like the craziest thing ever that this guy was at the range hitting golf balls with a mask on. But now you drive everywhere and people are just walking around outside with masks on. I yeah, to save that for a different day. You know, the one so. that gets me is people driving by themselves with the mask on. <laughs> yes. Saw that today too. I don't get okay. it. No more. <laughs> It was, although I, I did uh, hit it pretty good that day. So maybe you'll see me on the course this, you'll see me on the course this summer wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what course we played. It was, uh, it was we only played nine holes. So yeah. it was, uh, so, like, did it you was take a, your clubs? It was long nine holes. Yeah. Yeah. The four of us did. The, uh, we were with, I was with Dal and her two uh, fiancés, I guess. Ooh. 
What, uh, what were the what were the simulators like there? Because unreal. Yeah. Where do they have them? Uh, it's just a place downtown. It's oh, actually really? unreal. Yeah, it's so like cool. it wasn't at the clubhouse or anything. No, it's like a, just a basically a simulator downtown. There's four four screens in there and a bar and sweet. The guy's got like used clubs on the other side, like the other half, like obviously some new clubs, but also like demo clubs and stuff. It was a cool place, like super loose jaw, right? Yeah. Oh, did he sell like uh, a, like a bunch of stuff? Basically, as a golf shop. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, Westman Clubs for Less guy. Yeah. Style. Exactly like that. Yeah. 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 That's how, a sick how far town, was it man. from Dauphin, Rigo? Sick town? Yeah. Man, I could move there like tomorrow. Unreal. I told Jor that when I was there. I texted him. I said, I'm moving here. Yeah. Like it's the like downtown, downtown. Is so yeah. cool. Oh. Sick. <laughs> Did you go into the liquor store near there? Big uh, train station? Yep. Yep. Oh, that, that was cool. And they have like I actually the went tunnels? back out to the car to get Dal. <laughs> Did you Did you go do the tunnel uh, no, tours or anything? I went oh, in high yeah. school, though. Yeah. Did you? I went in grade 10, yeah. Yeah, they have like the Al Capone prohibition Ooh, what? one. What the hell are you guys talking about? Al Capone so like, is like this is in Saskatchewan. Yeah, in yeah. Musha. So Al Cap- like it's rumored that Al Capone had like per- would periodically live in Musha, and like that's where a bunch of like the the booze that he would bring over the border would come from is Musha. So he had all these hookups of like all the politicians in town and stuff. So they made like tunnels underneath the city for him to get around or the bootleggers to get around in so you can go and tour really? these tunnels it's sick man that's yeah, unreal actually. and then they also had uh like the tunnels i think they started being used for uh kind of like slave trade of uh asians when they came across or when they came over mm-hmm. yeah. so like that part's depressing and then you go to the the prohibition one and it's kind of cool just to think like al capone was cruising these halls mm-hmm. was around it's, mm. it's just a cool city, man. I was watching a Elon Musk interview with Joe Rogan last week, and he was talking. I was just thinking of tunnels. Like, he, he's building that tunnel in uh, California right now, eh? Well, when was that interview? Two years ago? And he's Yeah, that was one. So, that must be completed now, eh? No. No? He gassed it? Yeah, I think so. Was that that like, super fast? Because who moved? Well, we're going to have to. Well, he's in Texas now. Rogan is. I'm gonna have to look into this because I, I swore that I saw something like two weeks ago saying that it was all re- ready to be tried out now or something. That there, like the tunnel he was making from LA to New York. No, just the tunnel in California to um, solve the traffic issue there. Well, I thought he was doing it from LA to New York. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about drums. And it's like a super fast-moving thing. Yeah. No, that's Hyperloop. Hyperloop. But I think he did abandon the uh, the tunnel in a way. Uh, We'll have to check. I don't know. know. That guy's got... I swore that I I saw just a couple weeks ago that it was like ready to go and he was down there. Like he took a picture of it. And then I listened to that interview, which is when he was just starting construction of it. Right. So... Where he was I don't know. smoking weed and then all his stock tanked because all his investors <laughs> got scared of him smoking weed with Joe Rogan. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. And now and now he controls the stock market. How crazy oh, is that? Does he ever. Not even the stock market, the world. Yeah. 
man. He's definitely controlling the cryptocurrencies right now with his freaking tweets. Mm-hmm. With Crazy. the dog. Dog coin. He tweeted one word dog a couple months ago, maybe. And it shot up and then it kind of disappeared. And then those Reddit guys were b- pumping it up again. And then he posted a picture of uh, do- the dog. It was like the vo- Vogue magazine, but it was a picture of a dog on it. It said dog, it smelled like Vogue on it. And it shot up again. And then, well, then he put then he- Bitcoin on his uh, in his bio the other day and it shot up like crazy. So I don't know if he's just trying to show his influence of the world or what I, he's up to. But I think he is. That's some pretty big flex. Like that's, that's like flex. That's a big dick. Yeah, he's like he's influencing the whole world. Like it's it's with, I don't know with it's a tweet. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's powerful. There's something going Anyways. on with uh, Bezos too. And yeah, I wonder why he... Be- Elon just passed uh, Bezos like for richest person in the world, right? Like a, yeah, a month a couple, ago or so, a couple weeks ago, I think. And then Bezos just stepped down from Amazon yesterday, so. You know, I was thinking about that though. Like, if I was Bezos, what's the like? What are you running a company for anymore? Like, really? Why are you actually doing anything? Yeah, like I can understand Elon Musk more because he's actually like in, developing, uh, stuff. like developing and inventing things. Where Bezos is just maybe chilling, running the company. Yeah, like he know. doesn't have to run anything anymore. He just like take your. 500 billion or whatever he has and just go do something else no he had i think play. he was really doing a whole lot though i don't know like people at that level i don't think that they yeah, did a know. lot i don't know i don't know elon though talk. elon's a different cat i was watching mm-hmm. uh oh i sent you that video yesterday rego of their uh <laughs> spacex thing spacex flight so they shot their the one that crashed uh, starship into the <laughs> air did you watch it i don't know that's like the third one that's crashed though yeah but it, so it, it shot up about 10 kilometers into space. And uh, once it kind of reached its peak there, all the engines were off and then it kind of flopped out its wings or this thing's massive, obviously, yeah. but so it kind of went uh, horizontal uh, on its way back down to earth. And then it, it's going fast. And then uh, kind of right when it close to the ground, it shot one of the engines off and tried to straighten out to land again, but it just, <laughs> just blew up like where do they slow. do this stuff they didn't slow her down i was wondering that too like, like where does like where do they have all the money to do this stuff yeah Elon's how much the richest that person cost? in the world but like where are they making their money from that's what i don't understand there's got to be different yeah. avenues obviously but to be the richest man on earth plus just have money to destroy rocket ships like well i think like Maybe not him, but like there's other companies that do like the same thing, right? And a lot of them will get grants from the government, right? Like through yeah, all the that's space what I was program thinking too. Stuff. So I imagine he gets some runoff there. But how much? Like that's an expensive uh, little experiment, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. well, where is this? Like, like where does this thing land? It would be like in Nevada somewhere in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> It's just like a huge explosion that nobody even ever hears it. It's just shown on a video. And he was, uh, what did he say that by, I think in five years, he wants to have uh, like just civilians. Going to the moon? Yeah. Or Mars, I mean. Or Mars, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you'd kind of expect him just with the 
burn rate of his cash, like just blowing up rockets, like to be the poorest man on earth, right. never mind have the most money in the world. Like uh, something's backwards there. I don't know what the hell it is, but so he he wants to correct me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't really look into this a lot, but like he wants to make Mars like a destination, right? He wants to inhabit it. Right. But he well, wants to make it like one. a Right, but he wants to make it so people can like go on a destination, like just travel with him to Mars, right? Well, I think the first time, I think, I think they had like a sign up where like people were required to put down some money and shit. And maybe it wasn't him, maybe it was uh, Richard Branson. But one of them had like a sign up sheet or whatever the hell you want to call it to, to get going. And it's a, just a one way ticket. So like they're right. going to build a, like a hotel or something up there that everybody's going to hang right. out at. And you're just there. So good luck. What are you doing this weekend? I don't know. Heading to Mars. Yeah, just heading to Mars. He's kind of, he is kind of like an alien though. Like he doesn't seem like he's human. But he's a weirdo, man. Like, have you seen like his he named his kid? Have you seen his kid's name? It's like X hyphen. He's not normal. (laughs) There's nothing normal about that. Anyways, that's like, that was a rabbit hole. We just got speaking of, uh, the spaceship crashing did you ever see when uh the flat earth stuff was really popping off that guy that built himself a rocket and he was going to prove that earth was flat by this homemade rocket no that blew up and killed him (laughs) no (laughs) yeah that's not funny rigo yeah it is (laughs) i don't think so drums i thought it was funny (laughs) that's hilarious yeah I mean, there's no, they don't uh, inhabitat these spaceships with anybody. Hey, it's just like all computerized, like the ones that Elon sent it up there. Yeah. Because the first one I think they sent off, it just, it didn't even get off the ground, eh? He sent the fucking car up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like say, is that thing he still is a weirdo, but I love that guy. I don't what know. What happened to that car? So there's another guy. Um, there's another guy named Vitalik Buterin. Have you heard of him, Drums? No. He's a Russian-Canadian programmer, actually. He's one of the co-founders of that uh, e- uh, Ethereum block, uh, crypto. Okay. It's like the, the second the second largest market cap uh, behind Bitcoin. And if you watch an interview of that guy, there's people that actually think that he is a, an alien. Like he's he's not full size human and his arms are like uh like he has zero muscle on him at all like he doesn't have an ounce of muscle on him it, look him up watch a video on him it, it'll blow your mind so he's the co-founder of that uh i don't know i don't want i don't want to say it but it's uh it's the second largest crypto so check him out i'll send you his name huh. and i guess for whoever is listening if you want to he honestly talks and everything I- his mannerisms are exactly like an alien so is he like in a chair or like? I don't know. I've only seen interviews of him sitting and it was just his top half. So is he real? The whole thing's, the whole thing's crazy. I've, I've been uh, down the, I guess you could call it the rabbit hole of uh, crypto stuff the last little while. Um, and they, they still don't know who invented the actual code for Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Like, it's nuts. Yeah. I just, I like I don't know. You always heard about it. Right. And I just kind of like got into it maybe the past two weeks myself, just actually, I was listening to one of the hip hop podcasts that I listened to and they had this guy on that explained it like in perfect layman's yeah. terms. 
and yeah, like they don't know who invented it. There's no control. Yeah, there's nobody that controls it. Like that oh, guy that has. There's hundreds of people that. Right, but everybody has a vote, it. right? Yeah. So it's, it's like a, cool. It's a majority controlled thing. So it nothing can happen with it without majority vote. Yeah. And it's so there's capped, been some splits, off, like like they're so cool. Yeah. Yeah, like how about is. the guy that's got a couple mil in the in the wallet but doesn't know his password? I don't know what the amounts were, but it was like he had three hundred million or something on there, and he tried <laughs> yeah. giving like the the city that he lost it in seventy million bucks so he could dig it up with the garbage dump or something like that. Just wild, because that's the problem with it is if you lose your password on that, you're thing, toast because there's nobody that controls it. it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, I'd so be sick to my stomach. I oh think he's got God. he's got two. Two attempts left. I'm surprised he's. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we might be talking about a different guy. Then. Hey, yeah, I'm surprised he's still alive. Like, if that was me, I'd be probably would have gone. Suey, yeah, I would say. <laughs> so, the crazy thing with the Bitcoin noise, though, then do it. <laughs> like the the code, the open source code of it is like it's it's crazy that nobody has. Uh, um, claimed it because there's a the, the Ashimoto guy he and he was the guy who brought it to the world through these dark web message boards right and um, and then as soon as one of the guys who was working with uh, went to the CIA he did like a presentation to the CIA because they wanted to know more about it and as Obviously. soon as that happened he disappeared that was the last time he, they heard from this guy but I have seen like you never really know you kind of find people online that you trust and you kind of believe them but there's this guy that came on uh, I saw him on a video and he said, if you, if you knew who owned or who started Bitcoin, you'd run as far away from it as you could. He thinks it's Vladimir Putin that started it to destroy the American economy. And this was kind of like a, it wasn't just a random guy on the internet. It was like a more well-known guy, I guess, kind of a, a speaker uh, on the internet. So I don't think he, he would say that lightly. It seems like it would make sense if that was the case, but I haven't seen any heart. Obviously, nobody knows for sure. Like, I guess it would make sense. But at the same time, like, it would cripple, like, economy, period. Like, oh, yeah. not just the That's American economy. Do. Mm -hmm. But I think, well, I mean, it, it, pretend the first second that it was Putin that did invent it. Um, if you destroy the American currency, because Americans are the end all be all right for world power and for currency and everything kind of revolves around that. So well, if you take China, that out, you're kind of on the, what? Really? It's more China, isn't it? Yeah. You better not say that if we want to be on YouTube, <laughs> China virus is now banned from <laughs> speed. <laughs> did you see, uh, did you see the Wu, the Wu-Tang shirts? No. Like, you know, like the Wu-Tang Clan symbol? Yeah. It's not like, a, what the hell was it? It was like, uh, I'm going to get this completely wrong, but it's, I think it was some somebody that works at the Canadian embassy in China ordered all these <laughs> Wuhan Clan shirts. So it's like the Wu-Tang Clan symbol on the shirt, but it just says Wuhan in it. And it's more shaped like a bat than the actual like battle axe of Wu-Tang. So like they got the Chinese government or whatever got wind of this and they're in a bunch of shit over these shirts. <laughs> this was in Canada. Yeah, like it was Canadians. That oh, got that's shit. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So if you're bored, if you got some hours, I know everybody does. Take a look into uh, 
crypto. It's, 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 it's fascinating to me. And it's something that, uh, you know, just hearing things without looking too far into it. And just as a lot of people take in their information, which is kind of just like almost secondhand information right? or what it's news, Apple news on your phone. Like that's how I kind of consume stuff before. And I, I thought it was just like the darkest uh, form of like weirdness on the, on the web, but it yeah, turns like a, out like it's, if you, it's if you can actually all. understand it, it's, it's, yeah. it's nuts. Like if the first time you hear about it, you're like, well, can I go buy, can I go buy some booze with it? But you can't. Yeah. So then what's the point? But when you get down well, and figure right. out what it is. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking like we're it's seven years in or eight years in now, or so right. it's nothing new. Right. But when it did come out originally, like you basically had to walkie talkie this guy and meet him in a back lane. And he has these codes in his two pocket, two jacket pockets. And it was just like impossible to get. Um, but now you can do it through PayPal and everything. So it's a lot easier and probably why we're a little bit more familiar with it now. Cause you can actually buy it. So, well, there's a story, just, there's the story of the that, guy, like when it first came out, he bought two pizzas that were yes, like yeah, 60,000 yeah, yeah. Bitcoin or whatever. 10,000. Yeah. And it was, now it's worth like 3 million. Yeah. Yeah. It was a guy, he, uh, it was the first Bitcoin transaction. And he said, I'll, I'll send 10,000 Bitcoins over to uh, whoever orders me a pizza. Uh, so the guy ordered him a pizza. And uh, so bit, one Bitcoin now is worth about 50 grand Canadian. Um, so 10,000 Bitcoins would be 500 million bucks. Those two pizzas were worth. Hilarious. $500 million for two pizzas. So the part that I don't get right now of it is like, there's a set amount, right? Like there's only so many Bitcoin, yep. but you yep. can keep, like, I can go and buy some right now. Right. Yeah. How does that work? I guess when I buy into it, it drives well, everybody else's price else's. up. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Reggie. You fall asleep, Reg. Yeah. I have absolutely no interest <laughs> in this. Do, uh, okay. Well, let's dip into golf a bit. Less than you have lost all train of thoughts. Trying not to, I don't know. Okay, we'll bring you back. What about your boy Patrick Reed? What's going on? I got something first that's kind of concerning, I feel like, but maybe oh. it's not and maybe it happens all the time. Just, I was just following on Twitter and like the waste management to me is like, a, it's a fairly big tournament, I feel like. And Huge. like you'd figure most of the good players would play there, but I guess they don't always. But I feel like especially like, he went to ASU like that's kind of his stomping grounds in a way right and like you're saying that because he doesn't go there well this weekend Phil Finau Bryson DJ Reed and Hovland are all playing at this Saudi International instead of playing at the waste management I know it's all money and it's all money driven and it's insane Really, but do you think it's because of there being no fans, so that tournament's not going to be anywhere close to what it is usually, or do you think it is all just like that? Saudi Arabian money is, I it's kind of scary with regards to the guys who want the money. Like, like DJ is the number one golfer in the world, and he's over there golfing in this Saudi international. Well, I I think for like I haven't looked into this at all. I don't think they're doing it strictly for the money. I don't think like, well, those guys need that. I don't know. Maybe. 
Um, but you're, you're right in terms of the fans. Like that's what that whole tournament was. Right. Uh, that, that course is like, we've been, we've walked it. It's cool. It's n- it's nothing spectacular. Um, but if there was, you know, a whole bunch of guys going over to this tournament and it's something different, uh, I'm sure money had obviously some influence in it. I, I don't know. Like, is it, is it a boycott to them or like, is there been any news on why they decided to do that? No, I, I honestly, I didn't look into anything further except that I was, uh, and like, there's still some really good pairings at the waste management, but I always like to see like the, like the feature groups of all the tournaments. Like I always look for that going into the weekend and it's, I, I was kind of shocked that like, well, DJ, DJ was probably the one that surprised me the most that he's over there. So obviously he, there has to be. Does he usually go to the waste management? I'm not saying he goes to the waste management, but it's weird that he's there. And I um, know that Finau for sure goes to the waste management usually because he was wearing that Kobe jersey last year. Right. Like I I wouldn't be shocked if there are guys that say it was a normal year and there were fans that that's not their jam to golf at like right, right. The happy Gilmore like DJ, tournament. Probably. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they had already planned out this other tournament yeah. overseas and then it just right. kind of ends up it is what it is right now but yeah right. I, I don't know like i like you said i think money's got to play it's uh some part of it yeah so like that i'm gonna i'm just gonna go right into the first kind of topic that i had tonight from there um i've had kind of a i've thought about it quite a bit lately and i i don't have an answer and i i obviously the sponsors play a big factor but the difference in money between, and this is all professional leagues, it's not just golf, the difference in the, in the prize money and the contracts and the everything, there's just such a large gap between semi-pro and pro, and it doesn't make sense to me. Like It, it does because there's sponsorships and more viewership watches the big events, like the PGA and the MLB and the NHL, but like, it's just like I was looking at the, the purses for like – the corn ferry tour, like the average person on the corn ferry tour is $600,000. And the PGA, like it is like, I mean, the winner gets double that. Yeah. The, the winner does like they're the purses on the PGA are like 7.2 million and they're like 600,000 on the corn ferry tour. And I get that it's PGA and there's, there's the ratings and there's the viewership and like all the sponsors, but it just, and then, the thing that really got me looking into this before was that the guy who wins a FedEx cup gets like $15 million. And it's like, what the fuck is the purpose of that? Like there's all these guys grinding it out for their life, trying to get this money. And this guy, chances are, if he's, if he's winning the FedEx cup, he's already won once or twice or three times that year. So he's already got three, almost 4 million banked right there. And then you throw another 15 million on just so he can be, I, I just, I feel like that could be, dispersed better I, I maybe i'm wrong in that argument but well the fed the fedex is because nobody was watching it for one right like that's when the purse got jacked up and even then people yeah, were still kind of like eh. it was quite a bit less when it first yeah, came it out was, yeah. it was garbage before um yeah but i think going back to your comment you did say that it's the same as any sport and it is like if you look at any uh, look at the NHL, like the guys in the A are taking buses, the guys in the NHL are taking planes. And I think that the if you really stop and think about what's really going on there, it's because 
us as fans or consumers, I guess, of, of their product, which is the sport that they're right. selling on TV. We only have so much time that we can dedicate to watching. Right. So you take that by the amount of like people in every tournament and how many rounds you can fit into a day, which is already four days a week. And if there was more of that, we just wouldn't have time to watch all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. like, the majority of people, like there would be some hardcore people and there are some that watch uh, European on the, on the golf channel and, and corn Ferry. Um, but like the, the majority of people only have so much time that they can contribute to watching it. So there has to be that big gap between getting to that level where people are willing to give up their time to watch it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, like I said, when I was explaining it, like I understand why it's like that. I just wish there was a way that it could be a little different. And I, yeah. maybe there is no way, but it just seems waste, not wasteful because that's a bad word to describe it. But like, does Dustin Johnson need an extra 15 million as opposed to a guy who's like going to quit golf because he can't make it, but then wins a corn ferry tournament gets on the PJ and then runs there. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it, it kills a lot of, a lot of potential superstars before they start maybe i maybe i'm wrong i just yeah and that's kind of what di said wasn't it that you have to basically get off to a really good start on the corn ferry or else mm -hmm. you're not going to make it right yeah because why why is that he said you're paying? because then you get exemptions into the other tournaments right i guess they wouldn't be paying like i don't i actually don't know the answer to this question do you they have pay to pay to fee. play do you oh yeah definitely. okay oh, yeah and, and I guess your travel costs, too, right? yeah. All your travel costs, yeah. And the, another example, like in this, in the sports, and the, I don't know, I just it's something that interests me. Like, so a guy signs a, a contract, an entry level contract. So he signs it for nine twenty five. That's like max entry level. If he's playing in the NHL, he gets nine hundred twenty five thousand. And if he's playing in the AHL, he gets ninety two thousand. Yeah, like that is like substantial. I and I know what you got to make it to the higher league, but it just, I don't know. It's, it's, there's just such a gap between professionals. Like, and aren't there, aren't there contracts too where they'll actually end up making more money if they went down to the A? Mm -hmm. Just because of escrow so. and stuff, because you don't have to pay into it. I think so. But I, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. Just kind of the thoughts I've been having lately about it. that kind of pissed me off when the FedEx was like that. Cause that's like, I mean, if you compare, well, didn't he like make 20, the, 20 schmil in like two months? Yeah. Like he I was did. looking at the, the money list for the corn ferry today, and like the highest guy was that uh, Zalatoris, that Will, and like he made like $400,000. And like that's, that was, and he had like a disgustingly good year on the, on the corn ferry tour. Like that's probably be talked about for a long time, how many wins he had and how many runner-ups and everything and he made four hundred thousand dollars like this is going to sound really ignorant what is corn ferry that's like the web.com or like the nationwide like no i can't like, know what like what's the oh what is it yeah i don't <laughs> know <laughs> i, I was know there's gotta be some Eastern sort of before, <laughs> and she's like well it's called the corn ferry so i guess that's why they don't make any money okay <laughs> it is a pretty bad name i don't think they've ever had like a good name for that tour like web.com web tour was well, nationwide was not bad. Nationwide is kind of what we grew up on. Yeah. Mm. But that's also a sponsor, right? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. all sponsor. Yeah. 
Anyway, it's it's kind of a stupid argument, but I just I wish there was a way that it could be divvied out a little better. Yeah, I mean, if if you're making six hundred k a year golfing, I don't feel too bad for you. No, but that's I'm not saying you're making six hundred; it's four hundred for the top. If you're top, making four hundred thousand dollars golfing for a year, I don't feel too bad for you. Okay, but so those guys, I don't know. Like, I just feel like yeah, they'd have costs associated with it. I know guys that are on that tour are the guys who are going to make your tour better in the future. So I think yeah. that you could reward them a little better. Well, yeah, like even, if you, even if you did their, their own FedEx cup and just had like a blowout tournament where it wasn't 15, maybe it was th- right. three mil for the yeah. winner. Yeah, definitely. But who knows? I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like the discrepancies between, well, like even easy talk or easy one is NHL and AHL. Mm-hmm. Like just even the t- what the teams make. Right. Oh, it's crazy. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, what were you saying, Drew? Well, I think with golf, too, it's just, like, crazy how much... Um, but who's watching You know, one or, one or two putts uh, a weekend can make in your life compared to, like, in hockey where, you know, there's not as much reliance on one single aspect of it. Like, it could be you, you have to play good for about six months straight and then, uh, you know, hope somebody gets an injury at the higher level. But in golf, it's like if you could be doing all those things and miss one putt on the last hole and you're back down to the corn ferry for another year. Like it's uh, – it is pretty crazy. But anyways, Rigo, what uh, – you got something to say on that? I was just thinking about – and I know the NFL and CFL are not comparable <laughs> like whatsoever. Like not even close. That wouldn't even be like the the league to it. Like the NCAA would probably be the league below the NFL, but – well, it's like, like NHL to the MJ. But if you look at it, like, <laughs> like uh, Mahomes is making four hundred and fifty million dollars, and like the CFL quarterbacks like get a second job. <laughs> like, Big I mean, Hill, Adam Big Hill. Yeah, he's washing yeah. cars on the trying side. to sell he's stocks un- to. He's unreal. To yeah, like it's just it's crazy. I don't know. It's a different world. Anyways, uh, Rigo, no, what I was going to say was, uh, like you were down in Arizona, we haven't really talked about that a whole lot on this podcast. We mentioned it here and there, but, uh, like, what was it? Is a gateway at that time? Gateway tour. Yeah. yeah. And what would a, what would a player make for winning that tournament? <laughs> Never got anywhere close. <laughs> I, oh, I you like had to know like, what the purse was. I feel like it was like the winner would get like, 18,000, no, maybe like 12,500 or something. 12,000, yeah. And what's your entry? So, entry was like 600 bucks, I think. It might have been the the winning might have been more than that. That's a long time ago. I don't really remember a whole lot of it, but Nick, like Nick Taylor played on that tour. And like, there's a bunch of guys who play on the development tours that just like Canadian tour guys that go play there in the winter because obviously the Canadian tour is not a thing in the, in the winter. Yeah. Like that's where Fredberg's playing right now in some of those tournaments. How much are Canadian you, tour guys making? No, nah, I don't know that either. Nothing really. Like, do they have other jobs? I don't know. Sponsors. You basically have to have a sponsor. You can't make King it. Golf sponsorship. <laughs> we signed uh, a new recruit yesterday. Rigo did. Rigo's on. in the trenches. He's going to be coming on the podcast in about three weeks. 
Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe mention it just so people can kind of maybe take a, take a look and maybe look into him before look he's on stats. here. Yeah. So his name is uh, Travis Fredberg. He's a real good buddy of uh, a very faithful listener of the show, Connor Shaw. Uh, he's so Fredberg's from Selkirk. He went to school at uh, University of Arizona, I believe. Not, not, uh, hey, not a bad uni. Yeah, not a bad uni. Getting to live down in Arizona, and he's currently playing on the Canadian tour, I believe, and he's just uh, wintering down in Arizona right now. Oh. I was texting me the other day, and he said he just got off the course. He was playing in a uh, a two man scramble. So there's there's all kinds of terms going on down there in the winter time for the Canadians. So he'll be on here hopefully. Uh, down there. What's that? I love that. Like Corona just doesn't exist down there. Oh, that's crazy. Like even even Gabe's Man. is just going from city to city playing hockey. Did you know that UND has their own private jet? Like they use Vegas Golden Knights jet to go to games. Really? Did not know that. <laughs> like that's unbelievable. UND is like the coolest place in the world. That uh, speaking of states, like Florida right now. Wide open. We need to talk about Florida for a second. I know Rigo doesn't like talking about COVID and stuff, but Florida has been open this entire time, and its <laughs> statistics are way better than the states that have been closed and wearing masks. That's all you need to know. And their their governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, absolute beauty, like best guy in the world, second best. But uh, <laughs> but he he's uh, he's ripping into the media yesterday, and he's they signed a new law in Florida yesterday, saying that uh, if if anybody in Florida their government gets censored by big tech, uh, they got to pay a I think it's a hundred thousand dollar fine or something. So he's kind of shoving it right back up their ass in Florida, and it is working beyond belief. So. You got to get you got to give the guy credit because he's kind of going against the whole narrative, the whole grain, and he's looking like a genius right now in Florida. If I could be anywhere in the world right now, that's where I would be. I don't know enough about it. <laughs> about Florida? No, to comment on any of that. Oh, yeah, like Florida uh, and Georgia are wide open. There's a few states, yeah, that are wide open. Then there's states Texas. like New York, California, uh, yeah, Texas. California and New York are the worst, and they have the worst, uh, the more strict mask policies and uh, lockdowns too. So it's it's kind of yeah. ass backwards right now. They all data yeah, doesn't uh, lie. Anyways, it. I mean, in in uh, in Florida, that just seems like such an awesome place to live. I think like there's a reason that all those guys live in Florida. Uh, I know that the, there's some parts of Florida that are a little bit uh, sideways, crazy, like down on the Ever. Is it the Everglades? Yeah. Yeah, a little sketchy down there, but man, some there's some there's people. some shocks there. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, with two teeth. So that's a quick shout out to Ron DeSantis doing <laughs> doing well down there. Okay, Reggie, bring me up to date on what uh, what went on with the rules today. Yeah, so uh, the word is I don't even know if I'll say it right. I'm going to say uh, bifurcation is there their terminology for it. And basically what the USGA and RNA are saying is that they're going to find a way to basically halt where things are going in the direction of people, basically big dog and golf courses by hitting it so far. So 
they've they basically come up with a plan to implement. They're going to test. Uh, so they're taking the driver down from 48 inches to 46 inches. Uh, so that's basically directed right at Bryson. Um, they're going to test that for a month. Uh, they're going to, there's changes in how the drivers can, how the technology can be measured in drivers. They're going to uh, basically take them back a little bit, restrict the drivers. And they're also going to make some changes to how the balls are tested and restrict the balls a little bit. And this isn't going to affect the everyday golfer. It's only for the pro golfers. But basically, Webb Simpson described exactly how I feel about the situation in his interview. I don't know if you guys saw what I sent you. Uh, He basically just said, just start making the courses harder. Add bunkers, add dog legs, firm up the greens. I mean, you can't, you're not going to out length all the players on the PGA. Like, it's just not a thing. So you got to make the courses tougher. Like, I I don't know. It's, yeah, like, uh, did, did you see Rory's interview about it today, too? No, I didn't catch he it. Had, uh, he had really good comments, too. Basically, he was like, you guys have to stop getting in your own way with, uh, like, outlandish rules, like, stuff that really doesn't make sense. Like, why are yeah. we actually controlling what how long a driver is? Exactly. Why are they? It doesn't make any sense. And like Webb said, throw up a couple more bunkers, throw in a dog leg or something like that, where I've, I'm hitting it 350 yards. I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah. He also, like Rory said, uh, Rory said, we had the biggest year ever in golf for the growth of the game. And you guys are shooting yourself in the foot again. Yeah. By trying to restrict it because you're somebody's decided or has figured out a way to, to do things better. And Mm -hmm. he also said like manufacturers are going to find a way around it. Like that's what they do. That's what they invest billions of dollars to skirt their way around the rules and, and figure it out. And, and yeah. like, uh, basically attract the big name players to use their shit. Right. If everybody's the same, nobody's no company's going to get ahead either, which is stupid in that sense. But did you see what Webb Simpson said about 13 at Augusta? He said, it's a simple fix. You don't need to make the whole 40 yards longer. He said, just put up a tree on the left side of the tee box. So guys can't fly the corner. Yeah. And then if they want to take it around the corner, they got to shape the ball. That's, uh, which is more talent definitely instead of just bombing it over the corner and that makes sense like so much of what he said in that interview makes sense it's and the more like, the more talent the more eyes the more money which is what everybody's after in the whole thing so definitely yeah like i like and that I, the players are starting to kind of push back where golfers are usually yeah, just, just kind of but that take it as it is whatever that's what i was just going to say was i don't like the fact that they waited for them to make these rules and then started talking about it where was Webb two months ago or a year ago? Like, why not? Why not say that then before they actually do it? Why wait? It's until not him, they... though. No, no, it's I... not him. It's like no, but he, ne- he never like came out and said it. Doing this. No, it's not the PGA, right? It's um, what's the governing body? USGA, R-N-A. USGA, right? So they just have like, to run with those rules. They're but they've been talking about this stuff game. for. <laughs> I'm fired up for it. They've been talking about this stuff for the last two years, especially since Bryson started doing this stuff. Why? Where was Webb then? That was only like six months ago. And I guess my other point on would be, I completely agree with you guys on the fact that there's no reason to be doing this. If, P, if guys want to do that, look how much Bryson has given up. 
slash sacrifice to get to where he is. He's not cheating. Nope. He did the work. He put in the work every day and like, he's not bending any rules. It'd be different if guys didn't have the accessibility to what he has. He's not taking steroids. He's not using equipment that they can't use. It's, it's bullshit to me. And he's also not winning every single tournament. Exactly. So it's not like the system is really broken. Yeah. No. What? It's, it's uh. What? Like the best golfers in the world, like Brooks, DJ, they all Rory, they all bombed. But but that, um, yeah, because yeah. they're the best golfers in the world. Yeah. And and Jordan, they've they've been there the whole time. It's just that these stories came out yesterday that they're releasing this stuff, so the golfers are fighting back again. They they've been trying to fight against this the whole time. And Bryson actually said that. Like everybody thought that Bryson would be pissed about this because they thought it would affect him. He said it's actually better for him because he could do it with any club. It's not the technology that's doing it for him. Yeah, it's it's like, him. It's it's him that's doing yeah. it. He said that it'll actually benefit him because there's guys that are using technology to hit it as far as him, where his is like not anything to do with technology. But I thought he was getting his driver length up there. Yeah, he was before. doing that, but that's. And Webb Simpson had a funny comment about that. He's like, so you're going to put in this stupid rule that you can't have a 48-inch driver, and there's going to be a guy who comes along that's six foot ten, and he needs a driver that long, and he can't use it in the tournaments? And he's like, exactly. and that's all I'm going to say about that. It's kind of, 100%. That was, that's how he started his interview. I don't know. It's true. You can't, you can't make rules just to limit one specific player. Like, what, what sense does that make? And I don't get the point of the rule either. It's because Bryson embarrassed them. That's why they're pissed off. What? What did he? Who did he embarrass? Like that's what I don't get. Probably well, the U.S. He's making a mockery of the courses. I would say some fucking Probably nine year US old Open. sitting in his old yeah. fucking chair. Like <laughs> really? The USJ sold fashion man. They're they're gonna kill the PGA honestly. Like they are. That's just they they want things to be the the way that they want it. And like the PGA is making all this money from golf, and they're gonna take that away from them. That's why it's like this elitist sport because we got these morons. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's good representation of the world, actually. Yeah. But uh, like from from the same side of the coin, like the USGA, it seems like to me for the last couple of years have been trending in a really good direction in terms of getting rid of the rules that don't make any sense. Is that fair to say? Like, I feel like they've kind of been making rule changes to – Make the game yeah. more inclusive. I, well, I think that's kind of like what Rory was more alluding to, too. Like, you're on a really good trend, and all yeah. of a sudden you just do something to completely derail it, which mm-hmm. we, we can get into rules with old old Fatrick there. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. He's done it to himself. I don't even feel bad for him. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel bad, like, calling him a piece of shit or anything now because, like, it just seems like he lives in it and, and – like loves the fact that he's this kind of like villain of the tour. The the funny part is to me is just like how, how good he is. He's unbelievable. Like his short game is is like next level. Like, like if he got a two stroke penalty there, he still won by three, right? Yeah. You want a guy to fail like that so bad, but he just doesn't. He's like (laughs) automatic around the greens. It's insane. And it pisses guys off even more. Like when Matthew Kachuk (laughs) scores. Yeah. Do you think that go ahead drums? I was gonna say, like, do you think guys in the locker room, like, or when they come across him, do they like say anything to him? You think, or golf's not, not that sport? I think, I think golf guys would be worse than any other sport in terms of that being like petty to people. 
it seems like there's a whole bunch of golfers that just do that uh, in interviews and stuff. Like who is chirping bright? Uh, Brooks. Brooks. No reason for it. He's jealous of him. He's like, kind of he thinks... He's in his own planet, uh, that guy. Bryson? Yeah. No, Brooks. No. Yeah. Brooks. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It actually. just seems like those golf guys are super petty on on who they like and who they don't like. And even the golf uh, announcers, too, is the same kind of thing. Like, if, if, anybody, if that happened to anybody else other than Patrick Reed, it would have been an absolute nothing burger on anything. Right. Like, it was just a common mistake. Like, yeah, you, you slowed the camera down uh to one one thousandths and saw that it bounced like how the hell is he supposed to see that but i i, say, I don't think that was the issue i think he, he pushed it down to make an imp- an imprint when he, he went to take d- it he up. did everything oh, okay. wrong on his side of things like if you think it's embedded go grab the 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 official right there like why are you grabbing yeah it? yeah that's true I, thought, I, yeah. I just think that some other people would get the benefit of the doubt and for him it's the exact opposite of that for sure but same thing with like a repeat offender in anything yeah no, he's he's Dude. earned that. He's earned it. I'm Holy just saying, like the whole thing itself. I, had, I think this guy just wears it as a badge of honor now. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> the the best match was him and Rory. Was it? Well, it had to have been yeah. the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Or was it President? No, it was Ryder. I think. When they shushed each other there, or yeah. he shushed yeah. the crowd, and yeah. then Rory said, "I can't hear you." That was like. One of my all-time favorite non-tire. That was a crazy match, man. They were making some crazy putts that yeah. match. Those were like forty-foot bombs or fifty, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. And they needed to make them too. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, I saw that Shoffley texted uh, uh, Reed after because he he kind of said some stuff in the interview. Oh no, guys don't like him and I, it said that he texted him after and reed said we're all good but like i don't know patrick reed is kind of i know he's probably pissing a lot of people off but he's actually kind of he's kind of growing on me in like the term in the sense that you're saying drums like he's just taking on this whole role as like the the tour villain and it's <laughs> it's it's funny it's funny to me when he wins like i think that's hilarious well he just completely rubs your nose in it <laughs> He's like, yeah, I cheated and I still shit on you. Yeah, exactly. Get the whole world talking about me cheating and then beat everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's a different cat. He, he's he's earned everything that he's got in terms of being hated on. Um, but he is entertaining. We'll give him that. I want to see Tony Finau win so you kinda, bad. You kind of feel – I feel bad for guys like him. And I know that you guys have kind of went against this – before and maybe i didn't fully explain but that's kind of what i was talking about before the pettiness of it like Mm. i just don't think you need to pick on guys and bully guys like the way that some of those guys do on tour to other people who and the media kind of paints them in a different picture and never really gives them a fair shake with things and sure i think that's the media mostly too though that's for sure it is that's the world we live in right everybody's a keyboard warrior and i'm 100 percent guilty of that literally two seconds ago like, is I mean, he a scumbag human being? Probably not. Yeah. It's just he gets... Do they portray him as one and does he yeah. embrace it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's him. He doesn't even have a sponsor for his clothing right now. He's literally <laughs> wearing no-name clothes right now. And a Titleist hat because he liked the, t- the way the Titleist hat looked. He's not sponsored by Titleist. Yeah, let's... Uh, just one quick thing on that is the fact that uh, what Justin Thomas said a couple weeks ago... Like yeah, the FAG. Okay. Yeah. If Patrick Reed said that, what do you think would have happened? I was really 
kind of blown away with how well they swept that under the rug. Like yes, ev- that's what every, I mean. that's everybody what I mean. swept that under the rug. I didn't hear about it other than Regan or Ryan telling me about it. And it was uh, fucking it's blatant. still kind of going on. It's still going on. He, yes, it is. He's lost like three sponsors over it. Sure, but remember when Tiger Woods like had personal issues and lost everything? Yeah. Uh, true. That's very true. Like if, yeah, if that there happened be today, I don't like know. That, like, like Tiger's stuff wasn't on the course. No. And he was clearly going through a lot of shit and in a lot of pain and taking a lot of things to deal with that pain. Well, I'm not even talking about that. I'm yeah. talking about the wife shit. Right. But it all, yeah. I, I mean, like kind of the pain of his, well, obviously his back, but his dad too. That's kind did of you, where it all started. Did you guys watch that uh, no. documentary? I watched the first one and like, it wasn't, there, I didn't get anything new out of it. No. It wasn't, it, it, it wasn't really as salacious as everybody started it out to be. Like, yeah, there was people that like, I would have preferred them not talking shit like and it wasn't really anybody talk like shit about it it was just this isn't really your place to say how his relationship with his dad was like it should have been tiger telling us what his relationship with his dad is so if it's not him then i don't care exactly now the only thing i did get out of it was his dad was a a little bit more of a piece of shit than i thought he was oh definitely he was i don't think that's ever been a secret to the golf world no. And so that's why I didn't even watch the second. And that's what I mean, like in terms of him, his uh, childhood and what he dealt with from his dad in right. terms of psychologically and him as a mentor. I mean, he considered him his best friend and, and well, his dad uh, considered him his father. Friend. Well, I think Tiger did too. Because he didn't, Tiger didn't have better. any other friends. He didn't know any better. Yeah. And to lose him, I think that he went into a pretty dark place after that. Yeah, because so, like they they had no relationship before he died. Who? Tiger and Earl. Like they'd gone years without speaking. any kind of relationship. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like how many years? Uh, like a few. Like I think like through this documentary, um, it kind of portrayed that Tiger didn't know like his dad was out womanizing as badly and and doing shit like that. And then when all that came to light as he grew oh. up and, and realized oh, I didn't it, know that. then he had more that. of a falling out with his dad. Yeah. I guess it makes sense because I know Tiger was also really close with his mom. And then there was a couple of times in there where they started talking shit about his mom too. And I hadn't heard that before. Like she, yeah, in terms of what? She, she hates Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she was calling him fatty. Like uh, I think it was actually Stevie Williams that had like, that story where she they were like super amped up to to play phil and i think it was like phil was this kind of chubby guy that didn't have to work he just had the skill and was was that good so tiger kind of like reveled in the fact that he grinded and worked out and did everything to his body and and put in all the hours of practice to be that dominant over over phil and like his his mom like shined on that like that was her pedestal that she stood on was beating fatty every t- every chance they could. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, to touch on that Justin Thomas thing again, just real quick. He has there's been quotes of him in the past saying, "I don't want to be hot mic'd. I 
don't want my mic to be hot. I don't want the fans to hear what I say on the course. And he's told them that he might slip up and say stuff that Valid. the TV doesn't need to hear. And I, I, I'm surprised. Then you're not going to make, then you're not going to make $8 million a year. I know. Exactly. But with the delay that that ended up on TV, that's all I was surprised about. Cause there oh, is a, okay. there is a delay. Yeah. I'm just surprised. Like somebody drops the ball there, I think. Cause I, the, he can't be the first person that's ever said that. No, ever. No, no. there's no chance. No chance. Well, I mean, five years ago, that was a line in every movie. Yeah, we talked about when I was talking to you the other day, like, this yeah. is watching the OC, and, and that's... You're right, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It's a fresh word in there. We're just super woke now, and we're really happy to do be doing that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think we have... Uh, we're almost at an hour, or we might be already. I don't know. We kind of got into a couple different rabbit holes there, but... Uh, I, I didn't really get like to an talk hour about half, any no? of my topics. So, well, you talked about cryptocurrency for forty minutes. But I like that this, wasn't man. one of your I topics. Like, I like this that man. wasn't one of your topics, though. No. Oh, I figured it was. So we kind of got sidetracked here. I don't know exactly what's going to happen with this episode, but uh, <laughs> hopefully she gets released. <laughs> um, but I didn't get to talk about my topics at all. Regal thought I had the cryptos, but that just kind of came up. But we did spend a good time talking about it. And maybe we'll do it again sometime. We'll have Regal do a little bit of research into it, maybe. And uh, But one thing I did have written down was silver. So, Rigo, on that, tell us about um, our Pick'em Challenge. Yeah, we're getting back into the Pick'em. So, uh, next week's episode, we're going to uh, draw a name for uh, an entry to win. It'll be 140 bucks now, I believe. Uh, so the code word for the Genesis Invitational, February 18th, is silver. Is and this is going to be a really silver? tough one to get because all the shit that we've said on here, it's going to be very tough to make it to the end. So there might only be one or two people that actually make it this far. <laughs> is there a reason it's silver? Well, I had silver as one of my topics there. So we're not going to have enough time to cover that tonight, though. Like silver is the currency? Yeah, I like the commodity or the whatever you call it. Yeah, the mineral. The element is an element. <laughs> the mineral, I see. Silver is going to take down the entire central banking system. Give it a couple weeks, it'll be lights out for some of the big banks in the USA because of what's happening with silver right now. <laughs> I and don't. I guess get, I, I don't get it. Like, well, silver silver has a lot of utility actually, and that's that's the thing that I wanted to briefly talk about, and I will I'll squeeze this in. For those who are still here, you're going to get to hear a little bit of this. So silver, this has been predicted for a lot of years. But right now, if you look at silver versus gold, it's two commodities that people obviously see value in. So this, the gold is uh, 1200 bucks an ounce, I think-ish. I could be totally off there, but it's about 1200 bucks, I think. And silver's 25 and going up every day now. So the, the purpose of this... Uh, silver rigging and all the banks do it but there's been talks for a lot of years i think since the 20s 1920s that the colorado river is full of gold and that's why they stopped mining there because there's billions of dollars worth of gold in the grand canyon in the colorado river so basically whatever they're saying if their total amount of gold available is way understated obviously so if people find out there's more same with oil but if people found that out, obviously the value of that would drop because there's a lot more of it. So once 
that maybe comes out and this the silver keeps going up there's people that are predicting that it's going to be a one-to-one ratio so silver is going to go up to 1200 bucks an ounce from 20 right now and uh and exceed it because it has a utility it's in every phone it's in all the new technologies silver um so i tried ordering some silver from bank of canada the mint um and uh kel did actually and she had to about two weeks ago and we called there the other day and they said well you didn't pay for it i said well yeah it's on credit card and they said well you have to you have to send money order or bank wire so kel went down to the rbc branch and wired them the money they didn't even tell us they didn't send an email or anything they were just basically just kept pushing back the shipping date of the silver until we called there and they said yeah you have to send a wire transfer so she sent it and then we looked at it today, the tracking code. Guess when the delivery is it of it is now? August. Expected delivery date, July. <laughs> what? July. I bought this in stock from the Mint in th- two weeks ago, and it's going to be here in July now. That so doesn't I don't know sense. if the, it doesn't make sense at all, unless they just absolutely ran out and they were just like, people need to figure out on their own how to pay for this, which we thought we paid for, but crazy times in the silver world and i think it's going to get a lot crazier in the next little while so we'll check in on that i don't know if you guys have anything else you want to add i'm not sure i got absolutely nothing i think my teeth might be floating right now so yeah i'm with you you're what gotta gotta have a whiz yep no doubt about it okay well let's uh let's peace out for this evening (laughs) let's Um, do this again sometime we got uh (laughs) The Gilbert spotlight next week. So I guess if anybody's listening to this right now and you have some local knowledge, we have a guy who golfs there three times a week. So I would be impressed if somebody sent in a tip that Rigo is unaware of. I would really like that actually. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to do our 21 questions the week after. And then uh, we got a special interview after that. And maybe we'll do another random show again uh, once the silver market settles down here and we have some more answers in the world. Uh. Rigo cannot wait. <laughs> Might use my sick leave. <laughs> Drums, we could do an episode on our own one night, probably. I mean, I'll be over forever after this thing. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get the hell out of here. I got to go uh, wake up my kids so I can hang out with them. Nice. But yeah, as uh, as we said, if you stuck around and heard the code word, throw it at us. We're going to draw for uh, for the pickums. And next week we'll do uh, we'll do our picks, and hopefully we can win our own money, so we don't have to pay you guys. Uh, but till then, as always, follow us on socials wherever you can. You keep listening. We'll keep uh, trying to pump these out. Try not to have kids in between, so we're not spacing them out uh, too far. Oh, no doubt. Wow, That's <laughs> selfish of you. Very, very selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's get out of here. Peace, boys. All right, love you. Talk to you. Okay, love you, boys.